Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a weekly gaming podcast by gamers and for gamers. Retro games, news, reviews, and generally bad opinions brought to you by your hosts, Caden, Austin, and Kat. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. This is episode 116. I'm your host, Caden, and returning from her hiatus is our token Canadian, Kat. Kat, how are you doing? I'm a token Canadian. <laughs> like you're obligated to have one. Well, I mean, we have two Canadians and you know in CVC on on our staff, and you're the only one on BGA that's shown up. So, I guess I'm kind of required. Huh. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, before we get into things, I do have an announcement that I have to make. Uh, Austin sadly has left BGA. Um, we thank him both for his time that he spent on the show, as well as the things that he brought to the show. Um, we wish you the best of luck in all your endeavors, man. Uh, and yeah. Uh, it was I had, nice getting to know you. Yeah, it was nice having you on. Uh, sad to see you go. Uh, but uh, moving on, uh, Kat, what have you been playing this week? Uh, well, not a lot, in all honesty. Yeah. I played a little bit of the uh, game we're reviewing. I've played a little bit of uh, um, The Witcher. Caught up on some of that. Nice. Always a good game. Love the side quests. Yeah, the side quests are good. (laughs) Some of them are really funny, especially when you get into the uh, Blood and Wine DLC. There's a lot of references uh, or cultural references. Oh. I don't think I've gotten that far then. Yeah, I think you'll like it. It's fun. I'm excited. <laughs> what have you been playing? Uh, so I I beat Ghost of Tsushima. I was like three missions away from beating it. Um, great ending. Uh, I still think it's a contender for Game of the Year at the very least. Um, I'd have to actually play through the rest of Final Fantasy VII Remake to you know make a deciding factor on which of those two I think has game of the year. Um, but I definitely think they're both kind of the, the two top dogs this year. Uh, you don't, uh, you don't think some of the other games we played are contenders. Oh, like, uh, old, old gods rising. Yeah. 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 Like no. That one. Yeah. No. Or, or like the one that we, you know, are reviewing tonight. Oh God. Uh, definitely. No. What? Um, I've also been playing a good amount of legal legends. Uh, been trying to grind out a particular skin in the game. Uh, from the event that's going on right now. And I finally, you know, I got it uh, a couple days ago. And I'm super happy. And I uh, recently just got my dad into the game. So ah. that was, yeah, that was interesting. Um, but now it's time to to pimp some CBC podcasts. Um, 
boys over at Satis are reviewing Star Trek First Contact, the eighth film in their summer Star Trek movie series. Go check them out. They're funny. They're entertaining. Uh, and I, yeah, I always have a good time listening to their stuff. Um, what are y'all going over uh, on STD? Uh, on Spoiler They Die, we are talking about Dennis Milson. He is basically known as the British Jeffrey Dahmer. That says enough if you're into true crime. <laughs> right. Um, and then over at Simply Stogies, a cigar review podcast, uh, James is reviewing uh, Cuban cigars, uh, their box codes, the factories that they come from, the crops that they're grown by, and whether they're an investment or not. Uh, that releases on the 15th of August, so this upcoming Saturday. Uh, and you should definitely check it out. While you're at it, you can also give a listen to Ketobophobia, Drunkenomics, and Ice Forward March. Absolutely. And you can find all of those at the at our main website at creativebraincandy.com. Do it. <laughs> uh, we ready to get into some news? Yeah. Uh, so, actually, I believe it was Rob that posted this in uh, one of our channels here. So, Ryan Reynolds waived his astronomically high uh, speaking fee uh, to promote ablegamers.org. Yeah, it wasn't, it was not a modest fee at all. It Or it wasn't a, a small fee at all. It was two, uh, $278 million. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that's U.S. I would imagine. I mean, he is Canadian. But, right. Uh, which makes me happy. But yeah. <laughs> Even Canadian, that's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. In, in the U.S., that's a lot of money. Um, Anywhere, I think that's a lot of money. Yeah, so, but I mean... Good on him, man. Uh, he's he's one of my favorite actors uh, in film, and he definitely seems like probably one of the nicest actors uh, in the film industry right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it warms my heart that he got behind this nonprofit organization uh, to help disabled gamers find custom gaming setups that can help them participate in a hobby that improves their quality of life, especially in a time like this. So... Good for you, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, go you, man. Like that's a that's a fantastic thing for you to do. And uh, what do you uh, what do you got? So I found this as I was just you know kind of skimming for news. Um, so the our uh, President Trump, the American president, uh, recently signed two executive orders uh, that were designed to target Chinese companies. Um, the first that went after TikTok, which we were hearing rumors about that he could be banning TikTok. I, I put quotes around banning. Um, it's the, the order declared that U.S. entities would be banned from doing business with the parent company ByteDance uh, starting 45 days after it was signed, which uh, seemed to be a couple of days ago. So probably sometime in September is when this will happen. Um and this is probably to put a shot clock on Microsoft, who was in the process of uh, negotiating to buy TikTok out. Uh, and then the second order was essentially targeting uh, WeChat, which is a messaging app or messaging app that's uh, ubiquitous to China, um, as well as the parent company Tencent Holdings. Uh, or any subsidi subsidiary of that entity. Uh, the issue with this is the fact that uh, Tencent either holds stakes 
or owns some of the larger video game companies in America. Uh, for instance, uh, Le- uh, Riot Games, which is the creator of League of Legends, is fully owned by Tencent. So if this were to go in place, depend you know, with how it's written, uh, which there's a, a, an attorney that has stated that it's very poorly worded, but basically with, with the way it's written, it could potentially ban legal legend or uh, you know, legal legends in America. Also, it looks like they own 40% of Epic Games. Yep. Um, and holds a 5% stakes in Blizzard and Ubisoft. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they, uh, they, have their, they have their hand in a few cookie jars in the gaming community. Um, yeah, but it says that the bulk of the executive order is focused on WeChat. I've never heard of WeChat before. I've also never heard of it. Okay, it's not just me. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, the main reason they're doing this, the main reason at least they're claiming to do this is because of security threat, or they're, they're saying it's a threat to security, national security, uh, due to the fact that those apps collect personal data on Americans, and you know we're worried, about, the U.S. is worried about what China is doing with that information and how much they're collecting, and you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, there's a lot more to this article that, you know, sadly we can't necessarily cover in full on here. I definitely give it a read. I don't know if it's going to be to the severity, you know, that this article is, you know, making out to be, at least in the gaming community. Um, I guess we just have to see it how targeted they are at trying to, you know, weed out any uh, Chinese uh, interference in uh, these companies. I can't uh, express my opinions. Yeah. <laughs> without getting in trouble. So I'm just not going to. All I'm really going to say is that I hope that TikTok doesn't get banned. I like TikTok. Yeah. Never used it. Don't care about it. It can die. Well. <laughs> uh, can't be friends anymore yeah and speaking of uh, you know, not necessarily being able to voice your opinion uh, I believe you found an article on Dr. Disrespect and his Twitch ban uh, uh, yeah I, I, I did but I took it out oh did you? whoops yeah that's the one that I said <laughs> I'm sorry you never that's- listened to me Jeez. Yeah, sorry. It's just it's too easy to it's too easy to tune you out. Uh, well, uh, from what I can remember of the article, because I don't have it in front of me anymore. Thanks, Caden. <laughs> Putting me on the spot. Basically, he oh. he made an announcement on uh, YouTube that he has no idea why he was banned. That that basically is the synopsis. Yeah, so. yeah. And there's a couple people who claim to know why and are refusing to talk about it. Uh, he has been given no. Yeah info from Twitch as to why he was banned. Uh, he said that he didn't even get a warning. Yeah. It was just a, a, an instant permanent ban. A permanent ban. Um, this was done during a period where they were banning a lot of people for sexual misconduct uh, on the platform. So some have rumored that that may be it. Uh, but there doesn't seem to be any evidence as to you know, him actually do, you know, doing that. Uh so yeah, uh, that's still unknown, and I'm curious to see if this will ever be brought out into the light because he's a v- very huge streamer on Twitch. Uh, he has a very huge community on YouTube, uh, and if they keep 
if they keep this or if they keep keep trying to put this under wraps uh, or try and keep everyone in the dark about this, they're going to probably lose popularity pretty quickly. Most definitely. Although, I mean, it's hard to say that they're going to lose popularity because Mixer is no longer a thing. So Fair. Um, but, I mean, some people may just refuse to, to use the platform just based on that, just based on the fact that they'll you know, ban someone, not explain why they banned them, and you know, True. refuse to unban them. Yeah, True. sorry about that. I did not mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, it's fine. I see how it is. Oh, my goodness. Look forward to next episode when I do it to you. Right. <laughs> oh, watch my back. Mm-hmm. And your front and your sides. Just everywhere. Just everywhere. Uh, also, uh, what's up? I was just going to say, I did find an article that I did choose to keep. <laughs> you want to talk about uh, So have you ever heard of the game Fall Guys? Uh, yeah, I am going to talk about that. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. So you ever heard of Fall Guys? I have not, actually. This is the first time I'm actually hearing about them. Okay. Yeah. So uh, actually, my friend did talk or yeah, mention it to me once. Um, Honestly, I kind of just said that doesn't really sound all that interesting, but it actually looks kind of interesting now that I'm looking at it. So it's called Fall Guys, and it's an ultimate knockout Bumble Royale from the developer Mediatonic. Uh, and was published by Devolver Digital. But anyways, they launched and they have become the uh, number two game to ever be streamed on Twitch. Uh, they're selling, or sorry, outselling PUBG and GTA V on Steam. They're getting big. So nice, uh, and it mm. also looks like they're uh, they, they seem to be at the moment the number two watched game on Twitch, uh, based on viewer count at least. Uh, with that, but, yeah, oh, did you, you oh. really? You really don't listen. <laughs> I t- <laughs> I didn't hear. I'm sorry. I don't know what's with me today. Apparently, I can't listen. Oh goodness, I'm not yeah. mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. I get it. Yeah, I may have to try this out. Uh, Battle Royale games have never been, you know, my cup of tea, but this maybe maybe this is different. Maybe this actually has good gameplay. I mean, the the article on PC Gamer they picked a great picture for it because it's colorful and it's drawing me in. So yeah, I might try it too. <laughs> I like color. Oh god, that yeah, that's that's a lot of color. Yeah, psychedelic. It's fun. Yeah. But you know what's not fun? Uh, this game that we, we're being forced to review. Being forced to review. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're contractually obligated to review. Yeah. Uh, this week we reviewed a game called Hellbound. It released uh, here recently as of August 4th, 2020. Developed and published by Saivat Studios. Uh, and also published in addition by Nimble Giant Entertainment. Uh, it seems to be only on, micro, uh, on Microsoft wi- Windows. So... Uh, console players, uh, you don't get this and rejoice because it's awful. And it's a uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a run and gun shooter that's reminiscent of you know kind of the '90s Doom games. Uh, that's almost an insult to '90s Doom, and I didn't even like that game. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, I'll, I'll get to my thoughts on its impact on the genre, but uh, Steam's description uh, says, and I quote. Classic first-person shooter-style game, like the good old days. An action game focused on speed, gore, guns, and metal music. Inspired by the 90s classics with modern visuals and audio. Um, Most of that is not true. 
Um, I mean, some of that is true, but well, I guess the last bit classic modern visuals and audio. Oh, sorry, with modern visuals and audio. Yeah. I didn't really think it was that modern looking. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll just kind of like the the first thing you see about this game. So first, it just starts off with a oddly long uh, black screen. And then you get this warning uh, where, you know, you typically find like an epilepsy warning or something. Um, and it says, warning, this game is being made like it was in the 90s. Uh, some people may find it too difficult. Um, I can yeah. tell you, after playing the hard mode of this game, um, that's a disservice to, the, you know, the 90s genre of it actually being difficult. This game is not that hard. And I got through half of it in under two uh, in under an hour. Um, you, you and I differ there. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I, like, I yeah. think there was an issue. I think I had a glitch on my end. How that's come? what I'm going to blame it on we're not getting into this section yet but basically with one of the mechanics it wasn't working properly I think okay we'll get to that in a second then mm -hmm. um yeah the game doesn't do a great job at telling you what's going on not um, at all it basically gives you like a synopsis that you've been raised from hell or something along those lines at the very beginning like a title screen before you press a button to play but it doesn't tell you anything else. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't mind it, but that's also because I'm used to shooters. I enjoy both the Doom games, so I kind of, you know, get the gist of it. Um, but yeah, it, I, it doesn't really have that much of a tutorial with the exception of the few snippets you may get, you know, before you launch a game. And if you're, you know, you may not, but if you're expecting any sort of story from this, uh, don't. Because the only story you get is from these, you know, pre-level title cards. And it's a very, it's like a two-paragraph thing written from, you know, kind of your character's point of view. And it's not well done, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, and then it also gives you uh, little information snippets at the bottom of the screen before you press start. But there's only three of them. I watched and waited and counted just to make sure. It's like... <laughs> It gives, yeah, it gives you three. So the one is all weapons have a secondary action by pressing mouse two. You can switch weapon side, left or right, at any time by pressing G, because, you know, that's important. And you can break enemies and their corpses to get extra points of health and armor. So I did try that last one to see if it worked. It does sometimes. I never, yeah, I didn't realize that until, like, I caught a snippet of it before, like, the third level. I was like, oh, that's a thing? Um, yeah, but it gives you like one. It'll yeah. either give you one uh, armor or one health. That's it. Yeah. And then the uh, the switching weapon sides, I don't understand why that would be necessary. Because you don't, your, your weapon doesn't take up that much of the screen. Uh, I do understand games that like, you know, have it uh, from a third person point of view. So if you're like aiming down sights, um, you know, you may want to swap your camera to get a better view or get a better angle of your target, but this isn't a third-person shooter, and there's really no reason to switch weapon sides. Uh, though I did it would be purely cosmetic. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's that's a dumb cosmetic. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of dumb things, but yeah. that that was one of them. 
For yeah. sure. Well, and this game just feels like a knockoff of Doom. Like I've I've it seen did. Yeah, I've seen people compare it to stuff like Quake um and a couple other kind of run and gun 90s-esque shooters. But for me, just with the hellish kind of scenery and just the demons that honestly look like they're uh yeah, enough of an edit of the Doom demons to not, you know, get cop get you know, uh, have to deal with copyright. Yeah. Yeah. Get a copyright strike. Uh yeah, it, it's it almost looks like a really, really bad cut and paste Doom. Like now, if this, go ahead. Um, I didn't like Doom Eternal. So the fact that I would rather play Doom Eternal than this, even though Doom Eternal was much more challenging. Well, actually, maybe that's why, but <laughs> this game, it just wasn't fun. No, no, it's uh it's not good. Um I want to kind of talk. No, go ahead. There was no enjoyment. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. Yeah, no. There's just there's really nothing to kind of keep you invested. I mean, so for the first little bit, like you know, running around and the high-paced action, the I I like the metal music that kind of got you hyped up and like, oh wow, okay, we're we're in the game now. Uh, running around, you know, shooting demons with a shotgun. That's, you know, that's fun for the first two minutes. And then I'm like, okay, well, now give me something new. Oh, new demon. Okay. Shh. He takes two shots with a shotgun this time. Oh, wow. Um, And yeah, it's just, there's, there's nothing that really adds Draws to... Draws you in. Yeah, like, so I don't mind a rehash of an old genre, right? Like, you know, there are plenty of of games that touch back on you know some of the classic genres but if you're going to do that you got to bring something new to the table you got to innovate it you got to do something because if you don't then it just turns into this really lackluster like if this was like a fan like this was a Duna shed and this was a fan made game it was like hey this is my kind of fan made knockoff of doom uh, like fan no. fiction but games to an extent yeah uh, I mean granted they're you know, question for the legality of it because usually there's copyright involved. But yeah, I mean, if if this was a case of that, then I wouldn't mind. But this is trying to tote itself as its own IP that's a throwback to an old genre that we've evolved from because we really... Me, even if you don't add anything new, at least do it justice. Like, don't don't say that it's a 90s throwback and then do something that's not even worthy of being called a 90s throwback. Oh, yeah. Um, your character does have voice lines, uh, unlike the, you know, the, the classic Dooms and whatnot. But Woo-hoo. I don't know if you've ever played Duke Nukem, Cat. I have not. Have you heard of the, have you heard of the, the franchise? Nope. Or, or the character? Okay. So have you heard the, the phrase, I came here to chew bubble gum and kick butt? And I'm a law of gum is the nicer way of phrasing it. Um, I've heard something similar. Maybe not that exact one, but it's funny to hear you say it. Yeah. So it's, that's where the, the Duke Nukem franchise was where that was popularized. It's basically, instead of killing demons, you're a marine killing aliens and your character would throw all these, you know, kind of actiony lines out and, uh, I think Duke Nukem Forever was the one that kind of made fun of itself, and I mean, it's it, the the character was funny. Uh, you know, the, the the lines were witty and quirky, and this game just it feels like your character tries to be a Duke Nukem character, but the voice lines are awful. 
and the delivery is not good. Um, and on top of that, it sounds about as pixely as if you're playing this in like a Sega Genesis. Almost like it was from the 90s. Yeah, but by the time the 90s rolled around, they had at least had decent audio. Oh. I mean, it's... It's... I don't know. Sounded better. I was born in the 90s. I didn't play 90s games. Right. I, I mean, I was born at the tail end of it. Uh, but yeah. Oh. Uh, so your character sucks. The story sucks. Um, the map design is dumb. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, sure. Okay, we're in this hellscape sort of scenery. But there doesn't seem like... So there's these puzzles. I'm putting air quotes around puzzles because uh, Old Gods Rising had harder puzzles in this. Like it's you press a button and then you run towards a door. And if you don't realize that that button goes to the door, you have to kind of press and look around to wait. And then you press it again and you sprint towards the door. Or sometimes you have to press two buttons to open up a door. And it's, Ooh, two buttons. Yeah. So <laughs> just the um, way you said that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just not good design. Um, the first one of the first uh, like doors you get to. Is, oh, uh, don't even get me started on that door. The, Took me the, forever to figure out how to get past it. Yeah, no, it's not intuitive. That so the the doors in this game can sometimes camouflage in with the walls, and so sometimes you don't realize you have to walk up and actually interact with them. And then, yeah, it's just that the design just seemed like a more of let's just make a map and just have them run around in it, and not so much a let's try and make some sort of path that, you know, they're forced to follow or, uh, you know, a path that maybe can, yeah, just, it, it, is some, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like there was any sort of map design to it. It just felt like See, they, And that was my initial thought was when I saw this big door, I was like, okay, so I obviously haven't unlocked that section yet. I need to go some other way until I unlock that part. So I'm looking around and I died a couple of times in lava trying to jump on things. <laughs> and... I'm like, okay, well, there's literally nowhere else to go. So I go to the door, try shooting it. And there's this weird big green thing in the ground. I tried shooting that and jumping on it. And no, it's fine. I'm like, maybe I have to go push the door. I walked up to it and I said, press E to interact. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. I wasted a lot of time. Yeah. Um, in terms of the, the weapons, you get a handful of them. There's six weapons total. Uh, it's just, at one point, you know, at some point in the stage, you'll walk up and get to grab a new weapon and a handful of ammo with it. There's uh, your fists and the rifle, which both of which you basically start out with. Um, there's the triple shotgun, which its alternate firing mode is you fire three shots instead of one. Um, there's Gatling is gun. Is that what triple means? What's that? Is that what triple means? Yes. Oh, <laughs> learn something new every day. Uh, then there's a Gatling gun, a rocket launcher, um, and I'm not sure what either of their alternate firing modes are because I stopped using it because I just need to left click because this game isn't hard. Uh, and I, I guess that's one thing I kind of want to touch on is the fact that the the hard difficulty that I played on because I, I also played a little bit on the on the normal difficulty to see what the differences are. It seems like the hard difficulty is just we're going to increase the amount of health and we're going to increase the amount of damage you deal to them. And then we're not going to do anything else. Or, no, we're, sorry. We're going to increase the, the health they have and how much damage they deal to you and you don't get anything. 
you know, that super like almost like uh, what the highlight games would do, where it's just super padding of you deal more, you know, you deal less damage, or you take more damage, and that makes it more difficult in quotes is because there's not they're not actually adding any real difficulty. It's what I like to call artificial difficulty. It's just the the enemies are bullet sponges, and now they can kill you in two shots instead of five, you know, something like that. And, you know what's funny is um, when I was looking at some of the reviews on Steam, there was a couple that said that there really was no difference between uh, normal and the noob mode, which is easy. Yeah, like, there really wasn't. <laughs> you basically got dealt just as much damage from enemies. Uh, it still took you the same amount of shots. It's like there was literally no difference. So I went and tried and it really seemed like there was no difference. Yeah, that's... Yeah, so the, the difficulty is all over the place. Um, there's no really AI tactics or there's no really ta- any tactics program in the AI. They just... The, the enemies that uh, like to be in range will just kind of sit back and fireballs at you. Uh, any other enemy will just run forward towards you until they get within a programmed range and then they'll stop and fire. Um, the only enemy that actually gave me a hard time uh, was like you counter them first in like the third level. It's these, you know, super, these like big pink demons that crawl on all fours and are super fast. They're like the fastest enemy in the game and they also deal the most damage because they could take out at least half of your HP in one hit. So that's a big balancing issue on their part because when every other enemy in the game, I can easily manage. But this, the fastest enemy who can chase me down and also does half my health, you know, can and takes you know three shots from your shotgun, um, depending on the range. That's yeah, that's that's bad. I guess monster design, bad creature design. Bad game. Bad game in general. Yeah, bad game in general. You know what's crazy is that this game, there was a Kickstarter for it. Was there really? Yeah, I read that. I don't remember where I read that. I read that somewhere. There was a Kickstarter for it that was made back in 2018, and it raised over $40,000. Jesus. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know what the average cost of a game like this is. But forty thousand on, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's a a low cost or a low budget. Um, I don't know if that's you know quite a bit for a game like this. Uh, it, it's 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 fifteen dollars. Uh, is the price at least on Steam, and you get about an hour's worth of campaign, like an hour hour and a half's worth of campaign. And then there's a survival mode attached to this where you can just go for the high score and then you can compare your score with everyone else who's played this game because it's, it's an online leaderboard. And that'll give you about 30 more minutes of, of gameplay time. So for 15 bucks, you're getting about two hours worth of gameplay, most of which is mediocre at best. Uh, Have, so. did, you, did you by chance try to do the... Um... Not a campaign. Survival. Did you try to do survival? Yes. It worked for me. What? Yeah. It worked for me. I don't know why it wasn't working for you. It literally wouldn't let me click it. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was working okay, so for me. There must have been a glitch in my game. So when I was trying to jump sometime, it was like there was an invisible wall on the other side. So jumps that I should have made, I wasn't making. 
And it kept happening over and over in the same spot. That's weird. Yeah. I'd have to know where you were trying to jump to know if that was... Because th this game also suffers from what some older games will, or for, from some cheaper games will suffer from, which is invisible objects seeming like you can clear them when you really can't because they'll have an invisible wall set up. Um, and so I don't know if that was maybe an ob you know, one of those objects. Uh, I think I ran into a couple of those trying to get out of lava. Uh, but for the most part, I, uh, the platforming one was fine with me. Um, I will say, though, if you're a speedrunner, this will probably be your dream. Because I can imagine you know, speedrunners trying to complete this in a few minutes. Because um, legitimately, there's it's just you going from one end of the level to the other. And occasionally, I'm going to solve puzzles. Uh, there's no enemy kill requirement. Uh, there's no nothing. It does give you a, a really basic stat screen that looks like it was, you know, a really bad case of Photoshop. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, go I googled it quickly. Uh, the Kickstarter. So yeah, it was a Kickstarter, uh, twenty eighteen. What does the thing say? Hellbound, a '90s first-person shooter made twenty years later. Now, I'm not a math expert by any stretch of the mean, but I'm pretty sure 2020 minus 20 years <laughs> is 2000. So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Am I wrong, Caden? No, no, you're not wrong. What, what's giving you that description? Kickstarter. It's oh the top of Kickstarter. <laughs> oh, my god. I mean, I guess if you want to be fair, want to be, yeah, fair. This Kickstarter was started in 2018, so... I guess technically 20 years ago in 2018 it was 98. But I guess if you're only referencing the late 90s and or specifically 1998. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, someone's bad at math. It's not me, so. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no. Um I don't know about you, but the audio when you start up this game is so loud. loud. Oh my goodness. Like, okay. I recently, at one point, um, so my Logitech headphones, they have this Logitech G-Hub thing where you can adjust all the levels, all the RGB, yada, yada. Um, and one of the things you can adjust the equalizer. Uh, and I was playing around with that and I, I got it to something that, you know, everything sounds good now. Um, and that also means that generally things are also louder. And so I usually have that plan. Like most games, I don't have an issue with it. But oh, this game hurt my ears when I started it up. I turned it down to 8% audio. Oh. Yeah, it was that loud. Like, it's... Oh, it hurts when you open it up. And speaking of when you first start things up, I don't know about you, but I ran into an issue where I, I want to say it was every time I went to a new level, but it may have just been the first level I'd load in anytime I started a game, was that it would stutter for like the first five or eight seconds of the game. I and had so, that... Um, I had that the first time I started up the game. That was okay. It. Yeah, so that's weird. I don't understand if that's just uh, the game trying to load itself issue. Maybe it's trying to render the level and maybe the first the first time it renders, it's, it's low. Like, I don't have a, you know, bare bones PC and neither do you, if I remember correctly. Correct. So it's just an actual just, it's the game issue. It's not a hardware issue. Um, yeah, no, it's... Go it's ahead. something. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I don't like this game. This game's not good. It's a 
knock off a doom. And I'd actually rather play Old Gods Rising. We're speaking of, don't you have an update on that? Like, didn't they release some sort of update with it? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We're not okay. This yet. In due time. <laughs> okay. Patience. Okay. Um, I personally like the music. Uh, the music is, is actually the best part of the game. Yeah, I'm a, I'm yep. a huge I'm a huge metal fan. I love threat the the thrash the heavy thrash metal that uh, games like these will have. Uh, that's one of the reasons I love the Doom soundtrack so much. Um, that's about the only good thing about this game. And even then, eventually, I just start tuning the music out because there's not like different music that you get for different areas. It's all the same music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I so. mean, to be fair, though, it's not a very long game, so. No. Um, honestly, it doesn't really give you a chance to get sick of it. Yeah, honestly, um, I would say that if you're going to get this game, get it, breeze through the campaign, refund it on Steam. Like, that's about the best way to get your money's worth. Because uh, I would not pay $15 for this. I don't think I'd... I think the most I'd pay for this is about 5 bucks. in all honesty. Wait a minute. Can I pull a Caden for a second, even if the facts aren't accurate? Sure. But he made it by himself. Um, I actually me, don't know if he did. But let me let me pull up uh, a trick from this the the guys over at Status and do some research on the fly. Look at Cybot Studios. Now I regret saying that. Uh huh. He took the fun <laughs> out of my joke. <laughs> I mean, even Why? if it's. So even if it's just, oh, they're, <laughs> so if you go to their website, it's just Cybot Studios, Tough Games from Argentina, and it's a bunch of social media links. Um, huh. So I don't, I, I'm, I'm going to get called out for that. Um, in terms of Old Gods Rising, it seemed like he was it seemed like he was putting effort into the game, right? You know? It, I'll give it, him that. It may not have been good. It was definitely clunky uh, at times. But it at least seemed like there was there was design. There was thought put into it. Like, for instance, he made sure to get the stuff that he couldn't do himself uh, professionally done. So there was at least attention and effort put into the game. This almost seems like it's on the verge of asset flipping. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's where you buy a handful of game assets... You throw them together in a really bare bones game that 90% of the time won't even work. Um, and then you throw it on Steam, like Greenlight, which is like the early access sort of deal that Steam does. You throw it on there for a quick buck, make as much money as you can before it loses it. And then, yeah, do it all over again. Um, but he had funding from Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, 40 grand is nothing to scoff at. I don't know. Again, I don't know no. how much it takes to make a game, but I, I'd imagine that 40 grand would get you a good way, you know, a, a good percentage of the way through the game-making process. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's just, I don't, I mean, yeah, this game just sucks. I don't like it. Um, there's, I don't like there's, it. I don't want it. Yeah. Well, cue the, cue the Pengu gif of, I don't, well, now I don't want to. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. As you know, as we as we've touched on, there's you know kind of two separate modes as a campaign of survival. Um, and in the campaign, there are four difficulty modes. There's noob, which is easy, normal, which is normal, old school, which is supposed to be hard, and hellmare, which is 
I'm guessing ultra hard. And I'm guessing you can only get that after you've beaten the game originally. And I want to, I want to mention this and I want to hear your thoughts on it. I don't like the tone that the developer seems to be taking with this game. Uh, in what way? So like when you first started up, he goes, warning, this game is being made like it was in the 90s. Some people may oh. find it too difficult. And then having yeah, the difficulties like- being noob, normal, and old school. Um, oh, I see what you mean. I see yeah. what you mean. Well, like he's better than us. Well, yeah, or almost like a, kind of a, just an, an almost like an antagonistic. It's like there are games out there that have done that. Like for instance, the Halo series. Uh, your difficulties would get more and more gruesome. And I'm okay with games that you know kind of playfully poke fun at it. But this doesn't. But it's the attitude. Yeah, this doesn't come off as a playful attitude. Um, I and, didn't like his tone. Right. Well, and it, it maybe it's because like especially after playing it through. Um, none of those hit this. So it just seems more often as arrogant. Like, oh, this is too hard for some people. And it's like, you know, it's not. I played it on hard. And like, yeah, the end, you know, the design sucked and I died a few times, but it's mainly because one of your enemies was was BS and you know, runs at you from in, in a closed hallway. And uh, the only thing that changes the difficulty is it's 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 artificial difficulty. You're increasing the health and you're increasing the damage they deal. And I don't get anything. So it's it's not so much as it's more difficult. It's more of you've just increased the numbers uh, in an unfair way. Yeah, and put invisible walls in places so I can't jump. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so maybe, maybe I'm reading it wrong uh, or maybe I'm just, you know, slightly biased. Uh, I don't think it comes as a playful way. Um, if it wasn't been as a playful way, then the developer needs to get his arrogance in check because... Condescending. That's the word we were looking for earlier. Condescending, yes. There we go. Condescending tone. <laughs> Very condescending. Yeah. Um, I mean, and if it was meant to be playful and it just came off wrong, then, you know, fair enough. Uh, sometimes it just doesn't... Sometimes text does not convey the correct tone. That's why you need emojis. Oh, God, no. Emojis are dumb. <laughs> Do you, you know, imagine like, the warning with a winky face after? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I th- I, I'd find that kind of funny. So would um, I. I would have like, appreciated that. Yeah, I'd, I'd find that kind of charming. Like, you know, and I'm okay with like, so I think that this, it, this would have been much more redeeming if it went with a Duke Nukem Forever sort of uh, style and it made fun of itself. Like, you know, it was like, you know, this is a throwback to the 90s. It was taking itself super seriously. And then throughout the game, we'd find these cute nit, you know, these cute little nitpicks uh, of like what's wrong with that genre and, you know, further emphasizing it. You know, your character making these cheesy one-liners and falling with, up with, why'd I say that? That's stupid. You know, stuff like that. You know, uh, what's funny is, um, again, I'm looking at the Kickstarter thing. A first-person shooter video game inspired by the classics Doom, Quake, Duke Nukem, Blood, Shadow Warrior, and Serious Sam. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, I have not played most of those, so how accurate is that? Um, Like I said, it seems like he took the character from Duke Nukem, wired it down, and made it a lot less entertaining. It seems like he took the, the, the scenery from Doom and made it a lot more bland uh, and made the game not run as well. Um. Again, it plays like Doom, but I guess it could also play like Quake because I think they have 
virtually the exact same gameplay, uh, just different sceneries. And there's a lot less creative passion that you could get from either of those older games compared to this new 2020 release. You know what's funny also? So, again, the more I read down this Kickstarter, the game, you play as Helgor, a huge blank mother blank who loves killing demons in hell. That's it. Actually, there's a cool story too, but that doesn't really matter for now. What story? (laughs) Oh my goodness. So even the creator of the game was like, yeah, the story's not important. Just look at my cool character and the cool gameplay that's not adding anything new and it's actually not all that cool of gameplay. Like, well, it made it sound like he had this really cool story. But what, what cool story? It's every other generic, like, it's generic uh, Hell Takes Over Earth uh, number 385, Duke Nukem edition. Like, it's, there's nothing, there's no story. It's the Ooh. Ooh. features, gameplay, miss the fast paced nonstop action from the good old days, then Hellbound is for you. You know what? Okay, Hellbound. I want you to look at Doom 2016. By the way, it released two years before this you know, game was even you know, getting a Kickstarter for it. And Doom Eternal, which well, that, released, that released in 2019, didn't it? Mm, no, it released no, it in 2020. 2020. 2020. And then Doom 2020, uh, or Doom Eternal, which I'm, I'm just going to call Doom 2020. Like, those two games delivered the exact same. Doom 2016 was a little more slow-paced, but I also didn't mind that, because had decent story and the gameplay was good and the enemies made sense and they weren't all busted and the game looked good and the music actually changed and it kept my attention and it did all the things that your game can't do uh you know again maybe it'll release some updates um and maybe it'll make itself better but i don't see that happening and yeah i don't Unlike Bad Blood Studios, I don't have any sympathy or hope for this studio. Because at least Bad Blood Studios put effort in their game. So, that's There's my opinion so on the matter. Wrong. There's so much wrong with this Kickstarter. <laughs> the more I read into it. Oh. Holy. Yeah, send me the link to that real quick. I want to... There's some interesting pod. But yeah, let me, let me take a gander at that. We'll, we'll go ahead and include this in the show notes if anyone else wants to read it and either make fun of our reaction or react the same way. I mean, hopefully people react the same way because it is... There's a lot of false promises, I feel like. Yeah. (laughs) Which is reminiscent of Old Gods Rising. So, yep. Yeah, but... Yeah, I I can see that. All right, so before we jump into the Old Gods Rising update, uh, you want to give your final feedback on this? Um, this game is bad. Uh, again, if it was like a, you know, no budget, no Kickstarter, I'm doing this as a person, like a game jam project, um, or I'm doing this as a personal project, uh, and, you know, it's kind of a fan, fan-made version of Doom, I, I would not be as harsh on it as it is. But between the kind of condescending and arrogant nature, uh, the just stuttering and bad performance, you know, that you get initially, which kind of turned me off at the beginning. Um, the fact that it doesn't add anything new to the genre, it just kind of poorly rehashes everything that I could get from 
not only the original games that's based off of, but a couple of the newer games that one of the franchises that's based off of has released. Um, yeah, the the the, the difficulty's dumb. The music I liked. That's really the only saving grace. The the map design's dumb. Every just almost everything about this is dumb. Um, I'm actually just gonna give it a one out of ten. Actually, no, I'll give it a two out of ten because I like the music. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, it's dumb. It's dumb. 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 <laughs> Please sound like. <laughs> but the music was okay. Uh, <laughs> that's basically what this is. This game is dumb. I'm refunding it as soon as this is over. Because I have, like, literally an hour into this game. Yeah, but I played it on your Steam, so can you? Yep. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Lucky. Uh, what are your final thoughts of this game? It's dumb. <laughs> no, I'm just um, so I feel like right off the bat, you get this hostile feeling. And it's because of the warning. And then you go into the levels and... It is the condescending tone. And that all could have been fixed with a winky face. That's all I'm saying. Winky faces fix everything. <laughs> but then you start the game. No context. No nothing. I had glitches, apparently, that you didn't have. Which made it really frustrating. Because I could not get very far in the game. I died a solid 20 times in a row, in the same place, and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. This game doesn't have enough to be desired for me to continue to keep dying to, in hopes of making it past this point. So, I didn't like it. Oh, and I forgot, I forgot to even talk about the power-ups. Mm-hmm. I even forgot those were in here. <laughs> so, what, what, would you, what would you rate this game? I don't know, like a two. <laughs> like dumb, 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 dumb. It was dumb, 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 dumb. It reminds me yeah. of the, the the South Park episode where they're uh, uh, going over the, the Book of Mormon, and every flashback they do, they'd have the the background music go dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> I love South Park. <laughs> Yo, South Park, touch of this game, man. Like this is. This is this is free. This is definitely something you can make fun of. So yeah, I before before we get into the, the update for Gold, Old Gods Rising, I do want to mention this because I completely forgot it was in here. Um, so in the Kickstarter, it mentions, and I quote: <clears throat> "Also, if standing ten feet tall and weighing six hundred pounds of pure muscle and testosterone isn't badass enough for you, you get some of these." Uh, and then it talks about the power ups. So there's hell damage, which multiplies your, the damage you inflict by. By times three, uh, and you always break enemies when you kill them. And there's hell speed, you move faster, and your attacks come out quicker. There's hell skin, and you take less damage. And but you don't deal any damage from your own attacks, which is dumb because that means you just get to stand there. Um, I'm looking the, pretty. Yeah, the reason why I say this is dumb is because power ups to me imply that you can get them from a, as as a drop from an enemy. Uh, or is it dropped from from uh, like a crate or something, uh, a, a destructible item? And it does. That, that's not how this works. It's similar to when you get your weapons. You'll enter a room that's super in the open and shows that you're probably just gonna get a huge wave of enemies as soon as you grab the shiny object, and you don't get them any other time. 
And so like for the Hellskin one, you don't, you know, there's, there's really no purpose for that. You just get to sit there and, you know, not walk around. Or maybe that's no damage from your own attacks as in you don't take damage from your own attacks. But I don't remember any time when I took damage from my own attack. Yeah. The power-ups are dumb and I almost forgot about them because you never run into them. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb, <laughs> dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> oh. So, oh. anyways, you have an update for us, I believe, on Old Gods Rising. Yeah, so we all know how much I loved the game, right? <clears throat> yeah, so there was an update that uh, was released actually the day that our Old Gods Rising episode was released. And there was everything in the update, which they called an extra chapter, that I wanted in the game. And then a lot of stuff that I also didn't want. So it added combat, uh, weapons, or sorry, weapon. Basically, after the credits roll, you're basically fighting all the monsters or old gods or whatever. There's no, whereas you used to be able to press the O button uh, for the objective to know what you're supposed to be doing. There's not that. It doesn't exist. So it leaves you to figure <laughs> it out. Caden uh, actually watched me play for the first, I don't know, it hour. It was funny. Yeah. It was. <laughs> it, yeah. I died a lot. Because um, it doesn't give you anything. You don't know what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's no, there's no objective markers. It, it starts you off like right before you... Spoiler, by the way, but I say spoiler, the game's longer than this, but it's like two, two and a half hours worth of gameplay, not including the update. But uh, you start off at the like the basically the very end of the game, uh, right before you're about to unleash, uh, you know, the Cthulhu monster that is apparently the old god. And so you're not really conveyed that. So I watched her kind of walk around going like, you know, where am I? Why am I still here? And it's like, oh, I guess we got to go and... Uh, you know, redo the the ending. Then you have to sit through the cu- credits, and there's no way to skip the credits. Actually, there is now. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, hey. Um, it says jump straight to the new section by typing OGR into the main menu screen. So, I may have just missed that, and that may have been there the whole time. Yeah, but still, like, you should be able to skip the credit screen. Give him, anyway. give him the benefit of the doubt for that. Whatever. Fair. There's so many else, so many other things that are wrong. Right. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Yeah. But <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb. Yeah. So continue. <laughs> so yeah, then you you basically follow this trail <laughs> and it leads you to this weapon which looks like a scepter from Sailor Moon. <laughs> yes. And it has two settings. One of them is ice and the other one is like a combination of electricity and fire looking, I think Plasma. personally. Yeah. No, not quite. Because it's got like static. I don't know. Anyways. And you're basically running around a map and there's these weird blob things with spikes on them and you cannot kill them. Nope, you cannot. At all. Um, so left click is shoot and right click is shield. You have to basically shoot these big eyes, like the Cthulhu monster eyes that you see, and they shoot stuff at you. However, if you are at all behind a wall, like even a portion of you, even if you can see the eye, and you try to shoot it, it will hit the wall. Ah, uh, good so, old, uh, good old wall clipping. It is the worst wall clipping I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was watching. I'm like, no, you should. You have clearance. You should be able to hit. Nope. 
Also, there's a weird drop-off. So, like, typically with these sort of orbs, you imagine that they probably fly in a straight line for the most part because, you know, they're, they're some sort of magical thing and they really shouldn't, you know, succumb to the laws of physics. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a slight enough drop off that sometimes that'll completely mess up your shot and uh, sometimes be kind of weird to adjust for. It what I dislike about it is that it doesn't give you any information. Nope. At all. Like I was upset that the original game didn't give you a lot of information. This is worse. <laughs> What was it that I said to you when he released this? Um, something along the lines of, it's like he took every nitpick that I had out of the episode and made an update based on it and then released it before it was ready. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, yeah. It looks like he took all the nitpicks that probably not only us, but probably other people were giving him and then just kind of churned something out. Um, I, he pulled an Amazon, so to speak. Yeah. Because, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just butthurt because he didn't accept my invitation. Yeah, we, we tried reaching, or she tried reaching out to him and never got a response. I guess he's just mad at me. Maybe. Or, you know, maybe we're not worth his time. Who knows? Ouch. <laughs> oh, man. Also, looking at this Kickstarter, not to jump around like we have ADD, but I feel... Oh, why not? What's up? I said, why not? I feel bad for anyone who paid. Like, he has a $5,000 slot. Tier 12. And like... Like... Yeah, there's nothing that would warrant 500 So like, for $5,000, you get your name in the credits. You get updates on production, which I think should be free. Uh, I don't think you should have to pay to know what's happening with your money. Um, you got a special thanks email. Ooh. You got two digital wallpapers. With how this game looks, I wouldn't use either of them. Um, you get a you get four copies of the game in case you want to give this game to any, you know, anyone who you hate. Um, or <laughs> your four-year-old who you just want more games of the libra- library and they're not gonna play them. Or people you think are dumb, dumb, dumb. Right. <laughs> Closed beta access for if you want to play an even buggier version of this. Crap shoot. <laughs> the digital soundtrack, which probably has like three to five tracks. I wouldn't, I mean, sure, I guess. Oh, really? Um, I only thought there was one. I, in his it's Kickstarter, just one song he, it, yeah, really long on a loop. Yeah, in his Kickstarter, he advertises there's like three of them. Um, I don't know if he had any more or any less. I didn't notice it because they all kind of blend together. Um, you get your name and the big wall of heroes in the cemetery. Um, you get a headstone. In the Heroes Cemetery. Uh, you get the physical version of the final game, which... Why? If I have the digital version, why do I want the physical version? Um, you get two posters that are signed by the team, which they say optional. But if I'm paying $5,000, um, I want that included. I want everything you're going to give me included. You get Bust in the Heroes Cemetery. Don't know what... I guess a headstone in that cemetery... No, like a bust, like a like a like a head sculpture. Oh, I well, think I I guess, but okay. So you get a second, uh, you know, object in the cemetery that could be in for three minutes. A hellish T-shirt, which maybe they look good. I don't know. A CD with the soundtrack. Um, 
a hardcover art book, which I guess that could be nice. A full body statue in the uh, Hero Cemetery. A 3D printed statue of Helgore. And a trip to Buenos Aires. Uh, eat Asaro, which I don't know what that is. And meet the team. So for $5,000, you get everything that most collector, like that most studios put in their collector's editions for you know, 200 uh, you usually at most, or 250 And then... And all this can be yours for the low, low price of 5000 USD. Right. Yeah, this is... So probably like $100 million in Canada, so... Oh, no, hold on. So for $400, you can get everything from that original list, it looks like, except for the trip. The trip tax an extra uh, $4,600 onto the price tag. You know what? Maybe just save up the $5,000 so you can go there and meet them and slap them all. Like, I guess. No. Bad. Oh my this God. This is a bad game. Do better. I'm gonna, I, I may try to look through the Kickstarter to see if anyone actually paid that much for it. $5 pledge, $30 pledge, $30 pledge, $8. Oh, these are just pledges. Oh, these are going over the pledges. Uh, oh. is, there, is there a way you can actually see what people have spent on it? I'm curious, yeah. Oh, by the way, um, if you did get a code from them, it may, it may be in your spam folder. So if you did kickstart from them, check your spam. Because, um, you know, all good game studios uh, get flagged as spam. What? So uh, I was looking in the comments, and apparently people were uh, uh, there were a couple of people who didn't get their codes, and the developers or the creator said to check your spam folder. Um, oh, which yeah, you shouldn't be getting game codes in your spam folder. Yeah, probably not. But I mean, not all games are dumb, dumb, dumb like this. So right. Oh, man. Okay, I think I'm ready to stop talking about it. Are you? Uh, you bet. Oh, right. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the outro this time. Weird. <laughs> yeah. So next week, we're going to be playing uh, League of Legends, or reviewing League of Legends. Yes. Which I'm excited for, because I've never played it before. Yeah, so. it's, it's, I found it addicting. Um, I didn't think I was actually going to get addicted like my friends would. And here I am playing the, the crap out of it. Um. It's a lot of fun. I have a highly addictive personality, so. Same. <laughs> this is going to be good. Right. Um, yeah, it's yeah. super popular. Um, like, you know, uh, like our article said, it's you know, the most viewed game on Twitch in terms of view count. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, now you know we have to stream on Twitch when we play. <laughs> I probably will. Which, by the way, you can check me out at twitch.tv. Slash General Canolius. Yeah, because you're a Canolius. But if you'd like to come hang out with us uh, or leave us some feedback, you can join the Creative Brain Candy Discord server. Just go to our website at badgamersanonymous.com and click the link in the top right corner. If you'd like to get your hands on some CBC merch, including ours, you can go to creativebraincandy.com and click the link in the top right corner that says merch. The link to our specific merch page is also on our website right next to the Discord link.
Yeah. 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 Thanks for listening. (laughs) Uh, Y'all have a good one. And remember to not be dumb, dumb, dumb. Thank you for listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous. Follow Bad Gamers Anonymous on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bad Gamers Anonymous podcast, on Instagram at Bad Gamers Anonymous, and on Twitter at, at Bad Gamers Anon. You can contact Bad Gamers Anonymous by emailing badgamerspodcast at gmail.com. Bad Gamers Anonymous is hosted by Kat and Austin, edited by Arturo Garcia, and produced by Jason Mixon and James Geem. <laughs>